Welcome everyone to the House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase, our desires to help you raise the next generation of believers. Lucas Jackson, the youth pastor at Austin Oaks Church, and I've got Eileen with us today. Welcome, Eileen. Hey, thank you, Lucas. Super glad to have you here. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about perseverance when it comes to parenting your kids and teenagers. So let's chat about that. <laughs> oh, um. You know, uh, I'm just going to be brutally honest and say that um, originally this uh, little idea that, well, not little idea, this loaded idea that I'm sharing uh, today was born out of the fact that I was asked by our church um, group of moms of preschoolers. Um, they wanted me to talk about how to build character mm. uh, for their preschoolers. Yeah. And right there and then I thought, gosh, I'm ready to run for the hills right now <laughs> because <laughs> Uh, do they know what they're asking me to talk about? You know, it's like, a loaded, <laughs> loaded oh. question. That is for sure. Yep. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, my thought always with parenting um, is being a parent. We, I know we've said it a thousand times. It's probably one of the hardest jobs hand down. Oh, but yeah. When you break down why it is so hard is... I find that often parents are looking for this formula that mm -hmm. says one plus one equals two. Yeah. But there is no formula. Um, all I can say to you, um, probably one of the uh, most encouraging things I read in a book was um, uh, a book called Orange. It's by curriculum providers. And um, it was actually originally just written for children's ministry directors. Yeah. Um, but the advice given in the book uh, by Reggie Joyner, who is a pastor, was he said, it is not important how you showcase the perfection mm -hmm. of God to your children. What matters more than anything is how you showcase falling and forgiveness mm -hmm. Because our walk with God will never be perfect. Our kids know that better than anybody because they live with us. My little joke at home is, <laughs> it's at home that the broomstick comes out. <laughs> and the children know really who the children's pastor is and what she looks like, I for love better it. or for worse. Um, so um, with children knowing our failure, I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as parents is we we try and strive for this perfect little ride on the bicycle. We want yeah. to do things perfectly. Then we screw them up and our kids see that. Mm -hmm. And instead of role playing what the real thing looks like, just saying, hey man, we need to do devotions as a family, for example. All right, well, we didn't do it for two days, but guess what? It's important. We're going to come back to it. Yeah. Um, the saying, I'm sorry. Um, you know, when your kids are really small, um, that apologizing piece um, is so critical. Yeah. Um, I remember so well when the kids were toddlers, man, it is such a physical job. And you're repeating, 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 repeating the same, same things a thousand times. And um, they're maybe not following your directive at all. So it's exhausting to repeat yourself then it's exhausting to keep doing the work, to keep running after them. Uh, perseverance, there we are. Um, but I just remember how physically fried I was at times. <laughs> and sure. um, certainly when I was physically fried is when I lost my temper. Mm. And, um, and I would be yelling. And I would be yelling um, because they were disobedient. Yeah. But I'm still wrong for yelling. It's, it's both and. Yeah. So the way to overcome that is literally to say, 
listen, the fact that I'm yelling doesn't mean that you what you did is okay. Yeah. We're both wrong. We're For both sure. sinning right now. Okay? You're not listening to mom and mom should not be yelling. So I'm sorry that I yelled. Yeah. And we're going to talk to God about that right now. Yeah. So it's constantly the role playing of your own walk with Jesus. Um, so I'm going to start, um, before I just start talking a little bit more about perseverance, I want to say whew, the reason parenting is so personal is because it comes right down to our walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you want your child to have faith, living, breathing faith, it doesn't happen without you having it yourself. And I have to be so careful even as I speak and say these things to you because it's such a thin line. Because sometimes people think if you say that, I'm saying, well, then you've got to be perfect. But no, it's not that. It does involve works. It involves the work of keeping on walking with God, keeping your heart with God, keeping on fire with God. Are you going to do that perfectly? No. But individually, to fight for your relationship with Christ is absolutely everything. Because that's the only way you get to keep him first in your house. If he's not first in your own life and you're drifting, you don't have a hope of just lecturing your kids. Because that's when you become the tin can right there. It's empty. They know it, especially if they're teenagers. I mean, teenagers are going to see through you quicker than one, two. They know the real deal immediately. So um, I just wanted to share a little bit of what I shared with our uh, moms and community group here at Austin Oaks Church. Um, Maya Angelou says, learn and then teach what you've learned. Um, And so I am a great proponent of listening to podcasts. Um, It's my best way almost... uh, at times to learn more about God uh, because I love busy hands. So if I'm doing the laundry, if I'm washing dishes, anything like that, I absolutely love listening to podcasts um, because I am then thoroughly distracted and my mind my mind can wander to the podcast and my hands are busy and so it's For a sure. win. So um, what I found uh, when I was asked to talk about the topic of uh Perseverance. I started looking at a bunch of different uh, speakers, and Alistair Begg uh, is one of my faves. And uh, he uh, had a sermon on Romans 5, verse 3 through 5, which is totally based on the topic of perseverance. And the Bible verse literally reads, Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character produces hope. Mm. And we just start, our very first thought there is, Paul, as he's writing this, we know that a lot of what he wrote was from a prison cell. So he writes from the heart of suffering. He's not writing from some comfortable throne or couch. Yeah. He doesn't even have a, no cup of Starbucks there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so we begin with Paul. He doesn't imagine a life without problems. He's writing to believers some of them in very difficult circumstances. And he's saying, listen, man, these trials are to be expected. Suffering, the word suffering in Greek literally comes from the word pressure. Hmm. So when we think of the word pressure, it can do two things. Pressure can destroy something, like Hmm. think of something utterly blowing up, pressure of of an explosion, for example. But pressure also creates a deadline. Uh, 
think of yourself perhaps in college. Um, there's no greater motivator than a paper needing to be delivered at midnight, oh etc. Yes. Oh then we yes. suddenly crack the whip. So um, pressure can be called the mother of motivation, <laughs> if you wish. Um, so pressure can be bad, but pressure can also be good. Um, think, for example, of... Uh, even people I know that have had a heart attack and then clean up their entire lifestyle yeah. because of that. Now they're motivated uh, to work out uh, and possibly to correct their diet. So they've just created, because of that horrible circumstance, they've created longevity. Yeah. So suffering produces perseverance. So how does this work exactly? If you think of a dude running a marathon, now I have never run a marathon and it's not likely to happen in my <laughs> lifeline, so let's just be, just be clear on that. <laughs> um, when people run a marathon, there is this terminology called, they say you're going to hit, hit the wall. Yeah. And what they say that is, is your brain is convinced that your body cannot carry on for another second because you are absolutely fried. Um, like you are just feeling exhausted everywhere. So your brain is going, well, because everything hurts, yeah. it's got to be over, right? Um, but often it's at that moment when a runner hits the wall that they're able to regroup. If they can push past what their brain is saying, they're able to regroup, push through and carrying on. Mm. So basically... Your brain is trying to tell you it's over and your body says no. Yeah. And this is a great analogy for us as believers. Um, when the suffering is real, when our walk as parents is hard, um, when life is hard, there's a part of us that wants to say it's over. Mm. But you know what? That's the moment we've got to pull into Christ because he's saying, let the get up and go instinct kick in. Let my Holy Spirit carry you through this. Um, I'll bait kicking and screaming, oh but yeah. you can do this and you can get through this. Um, so I'm even just going to uh, ask you, just as a parent right now, I'll just segue here for a moment. What area of your parenting possibly needs a little bit of get up and go? You know, if you're in the toddler phase, it could be that you've told your, your child not to throw peas off the high chair for t the two thousandth time. What is it you've given up on? Um, if it's your teenager, where, where is it you've got to regroup? Um, you know, uh, I think um, just of my own life uh, with my own teen boys right now too, um, I'm so used to corralling and pushing them through their schoolwork um, and making sure things are turned in, that things are on point. Um, but I just wonder um, sometimes, when's the last time, and I'm asking this of myself because I, I'm very convinced of this, uh, will you meet your child mm. in their struggling instead of just be talking, you know, get that thing in, when are you going to get that thing on in? Um, is very different than going to sit down and say, okay, listen, what are you struggling with? How can we walk through this? Let's meet with Jesus about this. Um, do you need to persevere in terms of communicating with your teen, um, bringing your teen maybe back to Jesus? Uh, it's a little bit easier when our kids are little to pray with them and do the bedtime stories. And when our kids get older because of school and mm. life, those things erode. 
um, maybe is God's Holy Spirit saying, I'm not telling you a formula here, but maybe maybe you could pray with him. Maybe God is, is chatting that um, at your heart right now. Mm. Okay. Then next, uh, perseverance produces character. Um, Paul is speaking about proven character, basically the character we become. So as parents, we certainly can instill values into our children, um, manners. We can teach them to say please and thank you, things like that. But proven character, unfortunately, this is hard because it applies to us as believers, proven character only comes from suffering. Mm. It doesn't come any other way. It's trials we have to walk through. And here on a parenting note, um, it gets me thinking about um, the fact that our kids, uh, and I'm going to refer specifically to teenagers now because my boys are teenagers, um, but when they're struggling with something, the temptation is always there to take it away from them and uh, let's just talk about a project or just to take something off their back and just get it done or because they're really struggling. I think it's much harder for us to walk alongside of our children as they're suffering, not eliminating things, Mm. but letting them go through what is hard. Because we right now, God has appointed us to be their disciple, like to be the number one person that holds their hand. And we can always bail on this, guys. it's so hard, man. I get it. There are times I'd rather watch Netflix if I'm like brutally honest. Oh like yeah. I've got a free minute. So am I going to be a get up and go parent? Um, am I going to eliminate my child's pain because mm. I'm in pain? <laughs> like I'm anxious because they're not getting X, Y, and Z thing done. Yeah. So I'm just going to go and do it for them. Or am I going to persevere and have my own character mm. developed as a parent? <laughs> I don't really like talking about this because here I am, hey, in the hot seat. So um, the most awesome thing about trials is trials are sent to burn out of our lives what isn't needed. And what is remaining in our lives once we've made it through a trial is what God needs in our life to do the next thing he's calling us Mm. to do. And that is all part of the proven character. Mm. Then our next um, step is uh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character. And the final one is character produces hope. Godly character produces hope. Mm. See, in this entire process, our faith is built. As we pull close to God, we see more and more that he's somebody that can be relied on. And the example I'll give you here is when your child is still young um, and they're playing on the playground and they fall and they scratch their knee and they were having a jolly good time, they come running to you as a parent. You pick up, you wipe away the boo-boo, you kiss them, whatever it is, and guess what they do? They go back to playing again. So here is the big challenge for us as believers as we face hard hardship and trials, the only way these trials and suffering are going to accomplish their work and the only way we're going to reach the point of hope is if we choose to not become bitter. And here we're going straight back to faith again. See, 
when we're bitter, it's really because we've gotten mad at God and we've pulled away from God. So that's why I'll come back to you and say again exactly where I started. If I'm angry with God, my anger is going to come out in my parenting. Mm. My bitterness towards God because of the hardship I've faced that I haven't been able to surrender with him or maybe walk through with him. And listen, can I just say to you, can I just encourage you, Jesus' shoulders are big enough. Um, He died for our sins. Mm. But there's nothing we can't say to him. Somehow we think in our minds sometimes that we've got to be Christian around Jesus, which is like the craziest <laughs> thing, right? Yes. We've got to pray yes. a sanctified prayer or say, yeah. say the right words or something. Jesus already knows your heart, man. So if you're bitter or if you're mad at him or you plain and simply don't like where you're at, I dare you. Sort that out with God. Come to God first. Because it's only when our relationship with God is right, not perfect, not perfect, when our relationship with God is right, that's how we're able to lead and disciple our children well and our students well. And um, so just like we provide hope for our child to head back out on the playground or take whatever risk they need to as they learn to maybe in later years in elementary school, early elementary school, they learn to ride a bike. Mm. They fall over. They skin their knee really badly. Why did they get back on their bike? Because we as parents reassure them. We as parents need to get that reassurance from God constantly. Mm. We've got to keep coming back to him to be reassured so that we can capably reassure our children that he is for real. Because they're taking notes, man. They know us better oh, yeah. than anybody. They know what words are real and what words are true. And we know already, please, This I, I, it almost goes without saying, But our actions speak louder than our words. And what I would say is, it's not our perfect walk. It is our actions as it comes to our relationship with God that speak loudest to our children. And I'm going to close with one more tiny thought. And this made me laugh out loud. (laughs) Our um, pastor, Pastor Brandon, had us as staff read to Timothy. Um, and th- um, I love the message version. I love reading different versions because sometimes when we hear uh, scripture repeatedly, we know it and it's kind of like we get a little deaf to it. So when you read a different version, it suddenly like makes you sit up and listen a little bit better. Mm. And here's what it says. I love, love, love this. So I'm reading to you from 2 Timothy chapter 2 um, And it's roughly verses 4 through 7 because the message doesn't like delineate verses very clearly. (laughs) So here it goes. When the going gets tough, take it on the chin with the rest of us, the way Jesus did. A soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making deals at the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out orders. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules, will never get anywhere. It is the diligent farmer who gets the produce. Think it over. God will make it all plain. 
God is rooting for you. The Holy Spirit is rooting with you. The best tip I could ever give you is hold on tight to Christ and the strength of his Holy Spirit as you parent and navigate falling down personally and getting back up so that you can lead your kids as they fall down and get back up. Mm. No, that's good. Well, I appreciate you, Eileen, sharing your heart and your desire for kids. And uh, yeah, I often have thought to myself, how many times am I going to have to continue to tell my son or daughter, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, please or thank you. And I think the answer every time is as many times as it takes. Amen. And so if that's, <laughs> you know, and obviously in this season that lots of families are in or every family's in with COVID stuff and just, you know, life's weird and different and the desire for us to persevere and to lead our kids and our teenagers is needed much more than than ever before and so appreciate your wisdom and uh your willingness to be on the podcast with us today eileen hey my pleasure (laughs) well thanks for listening guys very grateful for your time and uh look forward to future episodes where we talk about all things parenting for every phase uh that you may be in with your sons or daughters